This is episode 596 of the AWS podcast, released on June 19, 2023. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. This is the AWS podcast. I'm your host for today, Jillian Ford, and today's going to be really interesting. We're going to be talking about silicon and oh, and uh, I'm here today with Art. So Art, please tell everyone what you do at AWS. Thanks for having me. My name's Art Baudo. I'm a principal product marketing manager at AWS, and I work in the EC2 group, which is, for those who don't know, it's the Elastic Compute Cloud area. And I focus today, I focus a lot on our silicon or computer chips, Jillian, which is super exciting. And I hope everybody learns a little bit about that today as we talk and also how you can even learn even more as well. Yeah, it's so interesting because silicon is not something that you really think much about. You We take it for granted, right. but it's something really everywhere. So how do you describe what silicon is? Yeah, so first, I, I like to tell people who don't know anything about it is say, this is the only like engineering moment that I can use the beach as an analogy, Jillian, because we've all, everybody's probably been to a beach somewhere or at least seen one. So the beach is filled all year with sand. But from an engineering perspective, I like to view that as like a whole place of silicon. And, you know, that's the kind of one of the biggest elements of sand essentially. And and one of the beauties that was kind of discovered before our time, Jillian, is, is, is the properties of silicon are such that, you know, they can conduct and we can build an entire circuit, essentially, off of a piece of sand, if you will. And silicon and taking silicon chips is the process of kind of putting together an entire electrical circuitry on a small chip, usually the size of your, uh, maybe let's say your the nail on your pinky finger type thing depending upon the type of thing that you're doing. And that, believe it or not, powers the computers that we're talking on and so many other things. Wow, I never thought about it in terms of a beach. Uh, that's such a good example. I My idea of what a beach is is going to completely change now. Well, now when you go for the beach, you're like, oh, I'm not that far from my engineering roots and from my regular day job. You know, you're not escaping it type thing, right? <laughs> Not escaping it. So now that people are not escaping it, why should the people that are listening here today care about silicon? Yeah, I think that you should care about silicon in the same way you care about things just in kind of in general life. Silicon for the cloud or the reason that we do silicon for the cloud or our own computer chips at Amazon is, is this delivers a better experience for customers, frankly. I mean, I gave an example to someone once before that I, I like here is, is, you know, if you went out and you, I was designing a car, for example, I worked in an automotive company, you could potentially put a car together and have a motorcycle engine. That motorcycle engine would, in theory, power the car and it could drive, but not very well. You would not put a motorcycle engine in it. But imagine, like, you, we would, we in the world, you take a purpose-built part for that purpose, and it is more efficient. So one of the reasons that we design silicon for the cloud at Amazon is, is for efficiency as well. And also to better meet customers' needs and performance. That, that's one of the reasons that we do it. And I mean, it all stems from a, an interesting idea we had years ago at Amazon. But it's just that it's a, I think the, the real reason is, is, is we're trying to give people the best experience, deliver the best possible performance, deliver a more efficient usage of it. 
and uh, deliver things at the best possible price, something you know our customers want, and that's what you come to the cloud. And by doing it, by the way, Jillian, we are able to deliver the same kind of performance that you might get if you had purchased just a chip and tried to put up a data center yourself without the hassle and the overhead of trying to do any of that or maintain it. Let us maintain it or at Amazon for you, essentially. You know, and you can focus on what you're really good at as a company. And I hear that there is an event that is coming up. So tell people about Silicon Innovation Day. Absolutely. So for those who are interested, on June 21st at 9 o'clock Pacific time, we'll have a live virtual event where leaders from Amazon, people like myself and others, including like some of our vice presidents and executives who helped actually design that, including an entire team from our chipset division, Annapurna Labs, will talk about the process that we take to actually architect these things, kind of explain some of the complexities behind it, and also deep dive in how you can take advantage of it. So we'll talk a little bit about our chips, such as Graviton, which are our CPU chips and customers. 48 of our out of our 50 customers, Jillian, have already taken advantage of Graviton. There's thousands of people using it on a daily basis, literally. And then we have our, we'll talk about our generative AI platforms using Trainium and Inferentia. And we'll have people who have talked about using it. And we'll do some fun demos and get into really fun conversations. We'll show some of the chips and things like that that are there. And then the other thing that we'll do is, is we'll talk about what I think is super cool about how Amazon has developed it. Even if you don't choose to use Graviton or you weren't using a generative AI platform, believe it or not, most of our customers are using Amazon Silicon even though they don't know it. Our, what we call our Nitro system, which is pretty much what our EC2 instances are built off of today, is actually underpinned by a series of chips that are entirely designed by Amazon, designed to deliver the best possible performance that customers can have, no matter what platform they're using. And we'll talk about both how we came to the idea, how the team does the architecture, how we test this, and how customers like yourselves out there can take advantage of it as well. I love what you just said, because I hear of customers who come to me and they've never heard of Graviton and they've never heard of, you were talking about Trainium, Inferentia. So it sounds like this event is going to be a great place to learn about the different options depending on your use case. And then for those who maybe are already using, let's say, Trainium, Inferentia, Nitro Enclaves, it sounds like they'll get to learn a lot more with some of the leaders. Yeah, absolutely. And it'll be an opportunity to hear directly from some of those leaders who have, who are the people designing those products. It's an opportunity. We don't usually, not all of these people are always out there speaking. So it's a great opportunity to kind of hear a little bit from them, kind of hear some of those stories about how we decided to, you know, put together in the case of Infrancia Trainum, our own neuro SDK tune in to hear what neuro SDKs are. But as SDK essentially is a soft piece of software to get people started for I, I, many of our people in our audience probably know that. But if you're dealing with generative AI, super important way to get started. But you'll hear a little bit more about both how we did it, 
what we're working on and kind of some of those insights, Jillian. I think it's a great opportunity to both hear from the, some of those people. And then as we kind of work through the day, some of our experts will deep dive into specific topics. So if you ever wanted to learn how to get started, perhaps using Graviton or your company has told you that you're going to be doing some more work on using generative AI, this is a great opportunity to both learn what we did, but also how could you get started and take advantage as well? And I think most customers out there do something with at least a CPU out there in the world. So even if you're a customer who's like, oh my God, are they going to delve into an entire discussion about generative AI? The answer is it's it's not. It's just a conversation. We'll talk about it for those that are interested, but the day is constructed, Jillian, so that it's consumable in different pieces. So you can join us to hear about Graviton itself. And if you're interested in learning how you can save money and use the CPU chips. And then if you're interested in generative AI, you can join us to hear about Tranium and Inferentia. And we're going to give some cool customer examples and show some demos of, of how people have taken advantage of it. We'll also show some of the chips as well uh, that, that we've produced, which I, I don't know, for people like us, Julian, I think it's a pretty cool thing and great discussion to be able to have. It really, it really is. And I think a lot of people are curious about what happens behind the scenes. They're so used to maybe just using everything's abstracted really in the cloud. But maybe if you can give people a sense of what are some of the, the processes that AWS uses? Yeah, absolutely. And and the one thing about the processes I think that are awesome is, is that we're we are, you know, I think this phrase might get overused, but, you know, we're, we do act genuinely eat our own dog food. So we are not like developing and designing these chips like on a rack in our labs. We're actually developing and designing it using the AWS cloud as well. So this is this project is something that we are doing exactly what we're talking to customers about. And that way we also get our own feedback, but we take customer feedback in it as well. So I think it's a, an awesome way to kind of get started with it. But we will tell people about you know how we have designed the chips, the process of the architecture, how we've kind of like, um, for those that have been around doing kind of engineering analysis, there used to be in this world, uh, somebody, myself, I have an electrical engineering and computer engineering background. As people, we used to have kind of two different processes, one process for designing hardware and one process for designing software. And traditionally software, like I'm sure a lot of people have heard of the agile model or CICD, continuous development and continuous integration. That wasn't as applicable on the hardware side. The hardware side kind of like went out there in the back in the days when I started, used to actually just test everything on a piece of hardware that came back. The physical chip came back, you checked it out, you, you developed it, and then you sent it over to the software team. But in today's day and age, that's not really possible to do it in real time. The complexities we're now putting, in the case of Graviton, Jillian, 50 billion transistors on a piece of silicon, 50 billion circuits. I mean, no That's one's crazy. house on this, right? Nobody's house on this call has 50 billion transistors unless they're using their you know, chip. But that's not, the wiring of your house is, is not even as complicated. So you're trying to put that out there. You can't, you don't want to make a mistake. So what do we do? How do we kind of be better at, at doing that work and doing that? that? That relies on a better combination of that software and hardware together. And we need to test that using software. 
And you can imagine like with 50 billion transistors, it's not like testing, oh, does this thing do two plus two is four? It's like testing things out to the 14th, 15th, 16th type power. And you can imagine the complexity in that transaction. So how do we test it? We do that in the cloud. We run complex matrix multiplications and other things in the cloud. It's something that in the industry is called EDA, electronic design automation. And we do that here in the cloud and we test it. That way, when the silicon comes back, we have a response and we know what to expect. And we have minimal kind of updates that can be done. And then we deploy that for customers to, to use as well. It is so fascinating. So give us a sense, really, how much silicon has AWS produced? Yeah, so, so far, AWS has deployed over 20 million chips in the cloud. And think about this, Jillian, when we go back to when did AWS start producing chips? Our idea germinated from discussions that happened in the hallways of Amazon back in 2012. So keep in mind, AWS, for those who don't know, we started in 2006. But back in 2012, we were looking for some ways to improve the experience for customers. And one of the ideas we had was like adding a dongle to help with some security things we were doing. But that led us to realize that we could give customers an entirely better experience by offloading so many of the core functions into these uh, purpose-built chips. And once we got started, that created what we now call the AWS Nitro systems, something we started in 2012 and we introduced a couple of years later into the platform. We began that introduction in 2013-14. So to think that in almost 10 years of time, Jillian, we have now shipped and deployed, that's the key thing here. So it's used over 20 million chips. I think that's a, I mean, I don't think people think of Amazon, right? I mean, I don't think that people think of Amazon as a company that we have, a, we're known for a lot of things. I know people who join this podcast are, are not thinking about us shipping packages, but the complexities and using the cloud, I mean, uh, the Amazon.com folks use the AWS side and we kind of have this synergistic relationship, but I don't think that people realize that the cloud and the chips that they're doing work on, the backbone of that is also built and deployed directly by us as well for the purpose of the cloud. So amazing. So then what are the processors that AWS develops? So we have four processor lines that we develop. Our first processor line that many people have heard about is Graviton. Graviton is the equivalent of a CPU and it is architected using the ARM architecture, which is the same architecture that is used in the chips that are in your phone that are out there. So if you are a developer that's sitting out there and going, I don't know what ARM is, I haven't developed for it, maybe you have, because maybe you've developed an application for a phone, maybe an Android phone, perhaps, right? Or, you know, all of those phones were developed using that ARM architecture. So not that far off of what people are using today. So that's Graviton. And then we have our second line is the part of our second and third lines are part of that generative AI space where we developed Inferentia and Trinium. And that's for generative AI. So if you need to train something, train a model, you use a Trinium and inferences is, is using the drawing inferences off of that model. So, I mean, last time I went to Amazon.com, let's say I went and I bought Tide Pods. I would like it to locate something similar, right? So it's using, it's training itself using these models that are there 
to do that using you know things like you know, our products, our generative AI products. And then the final one that we use, so we've got, I covered Graviton, the CPU, then we have the two generative AI ones. And then the final one is, is the Nitro system. And it is what foundationally all of our equipment is built off of. And the Nitro system is a series of chips that allow us to make sure that only Amazon can do updates. So it creates a security element. It allows us to securely update and allows us to manage the processors that people are using on AWS when they come here. I mean, essentially, I think most people out there know that of what you're doing is in the cloud, you're sharing the CPU resources or the GPU, depending upon you know what you're using here in the cloud, you're sharing that with other people, or perhaps you're using an entire system yourself, depending upon how big the operation is. But you don't want any of that resource to have any issues. You want that to feel like it's yours alone. So this Nitro system allows us to develop the security to make sure that no one can create a problem within that architecture for you. And you know we have a security agreement with our customers about what we will maintain, and that's how we help do it with part of the Nitro system. And also, I will say one final tweak about the Nitro system, Jillian, is, is that when we developed that Nitro system when we first started delivering it, we had 70 instances back in 2016. And today, we have more than 600. And that just shows the rate and pace of which we've been able to develop and deliver for customers. And all of those instances help make sure that customers get exactly what they need in the cloud. I love it. It's so true because when customers come to me, and I know the people who are probably listening, they might be thinking, I need to cost optimize my infrastructure. I need to optimize it for security. I need to optimize it for performance. And one of the things that often gets overlooked is the actual silicon that you're using in AWS. And so I think all these different things that you were talking about, what people can learn at Silicon Innovation Day, these are all things that really help with your AWS cloud optimization strategy. That's right. And we try to make it as, you know, we're going to talk the fun side of this. Like today, you know, the opportunity I have here, Jillian, to talk to you on the podcast today about some of the silicon. But we're going to both inform you of that silicon. We're also going to give you an idea of how you can take advantage of that silicon in, the, in that process. And one, one other like thing I want to mention, and we'll get into a little bit, Jillian, in the Silicon Innovation Day. But by designing that in the cloud, you know, I talked about that car example, right, at the beginning of this. The more efficient you are at doing something, the better off you are at delivering something. And I think we have heard this many people saying, for the energy you don't use is the best kind of energy. So if you don't need to, you know, turn on a light switch or whatever to consume energy, you know, that's the greenest thing you can do. But the most efficient thing you can do similarly in chips and in processing is also using the most efficient processor so that nothing is turned on. So you use the best resource most efficiently. And that also can form a part of your sustainability story. And that's one of the reasons we do some of this work too. If you look at our Graviton processors for the same performance in our Graviton 3 processors, we are using fundamentally less power to give the deliver that same performance. So by moving over to Graviton processors, you save on performance. And we'll talk about the messaging about, you know, even the building of the cloud itself. But I think that fundamentally, that's some of the exciting things that people like myself and, and yourself, Jillian, we get to do here at Amazon. Too. So true. So where can people learn more about AWS Silicon Innovation Day? 
So you can come join us on the 21st on twitch.tv slash AWS on air, or you can actually register in advance. And I think we'll put the actual the link to the registration information for those who are joining us today into the podcast notes. So you can find us there and you could register if you'd like. And like I said, nine o'clock on switch.tv slash AWS on air, or we'll air live on our LinkedIn page for those who don't use Twitch or don't see it out there. Like if you just go to LinkedIn slash Amazon Web Services, you'll find us there on the 21st too. And, and I think I said nine, I just want to be clear, it's nine Pacific time in the US for those joining us kind of globally as well. Perfect. Art, thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. This was a lot of fun, Jillian. Thanks for having me. And I look forward to coming back sometime. Absolutely.